with minds of worship. Help us to praise you. Help us to get excited about your person. Help us to not worry about our telephones and our Facebook yeah. accounts and what we're going to do later on. Help us to let everything go right now and to give you all of the praise, all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the adoration for Jesus is our joy. Now move by your spirit, speak to our hearts. Move the preacher out of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise his name. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Praise his name. Hallelujah. I was taught by my pastor, taught the attitude needed when you come to worship. It's a discipline. You can't come up in here looking at your watches when God has been so good to you and your family. You can't, you can't take God for granted. You, you may not be here next week. You got to give him what he's asking for. Can I get a witness? You got to learn to praise him and worship him in spirit and in truth. Can I get a witness? And see, some people are so flippant about church. This ain't no movie theater. Can I get a witness? People talking and laughing and worship going on, people walking and this is, no, no, this is worship. This is worship. I, I'm not advocating violence, but my mother would have took my head off if I came to church flippantly. They didn't play that. You honor the Lord. You worship the Lord. Can I get a You get excited about the Lord. Do I have a witness up in the house? Thank you, Jesus. Your phone should not be going off while you're in worship. Yeah. Well, I got a Bible in my phone. Well, uh-huh. Satan got church folk in hell, too. They, they shouldn't be going off while we in worship. Worship the Lord with a heart of respect, reverence, and gladness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. My phone is on my desk, and it's going to stay on my desk. And anybody that calls it, I can't help them anyhow. They better call on the Lord. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. So I throw that in there parenthetically. Today we close out Revelation, Revelation chapter 22. And uh, we... Uh, are delighting in this new Jerusalem. My, my sermon summary today is expect, expect the end. The 
epilogue. Expect the end, the epilogue. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Expectations are the arrival of things anticipated, analyzed, and those things that are in a complement of promises, provisions, and in a good sense, peace. Here in the closing of the revelation, we've seen the arrival of evil never before witnessed by man or woman in when we saw Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and all of the nations who were unbelievers come against both Christ and the redeemed. They uh, there was a trepidation, if you will, throughout the earth and all anticipated the coming and comfort of our Christ who totally dismantled all of the demonic beings, casting them, strong verb, into the lake of fire with all of the unsaved. And the Bible says both dead and living, both great and small. And what is analyzed here is the eternality of God's promises. A new heaven and a new earth, splendor and supremacy as Christ our Lord reigns. Hmm. God's grace and God's glory kissed God's majesty and God's magnificence came together. And as we arrive at this door of eternity, uh, time is no more. The old has ended, the new has begun, and joy will not be eliminated, peace will not be preempted, and this city of heaven is spectacular. Streets of gold, gates of pearls, and no need of the sun, the moon, the stars, because Jesus lights up everything, brings comfort and warmth to all of heaven as the great Lamb of God throughout all eternity will be the only object of worship. And as we close this greatest book of prophecy that's ever been recorded, we see four critical elements of our Lord's relevance. Amen. And, and, and it's here in this book, when you begin to look at chapter 22, um, John is talking in verse 1, he showed me a pure river of water of life, 
And we talked about rivers last week proceeding out from the throne of the Lamb. Amen. That's running water, not static, running water. In the midst of the streets of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, 12 months, amen, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. God, God gives us a precursor. The, the word healing typically in the Greek is therapeuo, which is a therapy. This, this is not a healing from sin because we already got glorified bodies. The word healing here is a derivative of therapeutic, and what it means is invigoration and auxiliation. That every time a saint in glory partakes of these leaves, they get more invigorated and more exhilarated about being in heaven. That lunchtime, my praise will go up. After breakfast, my praise will go up. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, when you, when, you, when you begin to look at the fact that uh, there's no more, amen, verse 3, no more curse, a, amen, uh, the throne of God and the Lamb of God are in it, and the servants shall serve him. And, and, and it's in verse 4 that we open up the close of this great prophecy, and we shall see his face. We, we see his expected Listen to this, rain. Now, look what verse 4 says. We shall see his face, and, and it goes on to say in the latter part of verse 5, they shall reign forever and ever. That his face denotes, it's a disclosure, if you will, amen, uh, the face of his deity. We're going to see him in all of his glory. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be identical because we're going to be like him. Amen. We're going to be identified with him. Amen. And, and the ideal situation is that we will reign with him. Hallelujah. This word reign, basileo in the Greek, is in the aorist tense, which means something that took place in the past but has ramifications in the future, that it implies that Jesus always did reign. See, 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 the point is, and, 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 and understand, because I'm going to contradict other preachers' teaching here, which I'm supposed to do when it's wrong. Yeah, you keep listening. John is writing, Lord have mercy, from the perspective of the first century, 96 AD. Are y'all getting this? He's writing futuristically prophecy that will come to pass shortly are you getting that? And the tense from which he's writing from means that there are going to be scriptures that seem like it's in real time. Yeah, but it's really, from John's perspective, future. Some of it is present. Some of it is past. And some of it is future. So John says in, in the first chapter, this is he who is, present tense, 
who was, past tense, and who is ever to be, future tense. Are y'all are are understanding what I'm saying? So, 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 so you got to be careful in interpreting the context because what John is saying is, and they shall, future tense, see his face. Lord have mercy. Shall, shall. We, we're going to see the sovereign God, the potentate of paradise, the king of kings. And I said, he always did reign. That's why, that's why, and, and see, you'll never understand this unless you understand the prologue of John. John, St. John, 1st John, 2nd John, 3rd John, Revelation. Until you understand the prologue, John, unlike Matthew, who's writing to prove that Jesus is king of the Jews. Mark is to prove that he's servant. Luke is to prove that he's the son of man. But John is to prove that he's God. Are y'all getting this? All of your major miracles are in John. There's seven miracles that authenticate the fact that he is God. Amen. He's the bread of life. He's the shepherd of the sheep. Come on. He's the, he's the great, come on now. He's the great resurrection. Come on now. He, everything in John is to prove that he is God. Mm. I'm the light of the world. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm the resurrection and the life, John chapter 11. I'm the light of the world, John chapter 9. And, and listen, in proving who he is, he had to use somebody in real time, present tense. That's my 24 coming that way. Somebody in the present tense to define who he was. Y'all hanging there with pastor. Pastor trying to teach you something. So, 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 so when he wanted to teach that he was the light of the world, he took the disciples at night past the temple door, and on the temple door, amen, there were lampstands, and he said, I am the light of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm God. Uh, Caesarea Philippi, who do man say that I am? Do I have a witness? The woman at the well who got thirsty, he said, woman, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for living water. Only Jesus can give you living water. Can I get a witness? When, when, when you understand the prologue of John, John fixes the language to blow our minds right off the bat. In chapter 1, verse 1, he says, in the beginning. Now, wait a minute, John. You're messing us up, John. Because the Greek does not bear out what you're talking about. See, everlasting life is having a point of origin with no ending. <laughs> and yeah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's unending. But you had a point in time. Do I have a witness? But eternal life means you had no beginning and no ending. Do I have a witness? Well, Buddha is not eternal. Jehovah's Witness is not eternal. Muhammad is not eternal. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody up in here. Amen. Masonry is not eternal. Sororities and, 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 and fraternities are not eternal. You can learn what you want to belong to, but only Jesus is eternal. In the beginning. Well, wait a minute. We got a problem, Professor Jesus. Why? Because eternity has no beginning. 
the, the hypothesis is if eternity had a beginning, Jesus was there before it. <laughs> In the beginning, hyperbole, hypothesis, if there was a beginning of eternity, Jesus was there before it started. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. With the notes equality. Meaning he's equal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. All things were made by him. Now he's creative God. And nothing was made unless he was in it. And all things are held up. That means he's sustainer God. I'm preaching up in this place God. He is creative God. Sustainer God, equal with God, same attributes of God, he is God. And being God, he decided to holler out of heaven prophetically and said, make me a body. So divinity became humanity without compromising the divinity. He's 100% man and 100% God. He brought himself into a teenager's womb. He who is omniscient, he knows everything, who who's omnipresent everywhere at the same time, omnipotent, has all power in his hands, and as he humbled himself, kenosis, and emptied out his rights, he became a seed in a woman's womb, but in the womb, he was still controlling the elements of outer space, because by him, all things consist. Uh, uh, and he tabernacled among us, took on a body. He never ceased being God. Always was, is the wasness of us. He's not called Jesus in eternity past. He's called the Logos. And God ex nihilo spoke into existence all things. God the Father thought it, the Son, the Father spoke it, the Son made it. He's the Word of God. All things were made by Him, for Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. He's not Mary's little baby. He's not, uh, come on now, I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? He's God in the flesh. Daniel calls him the Ancient of Days. Lord have mercy. And every theophany he took on, every time he stepped into human history, he had to disguise himself. 
Do I have a witness? He couldn't come in here with all of his glory. He had to zip up his Shekinah with humanity. But the perfections of God were still in place. That's why in John chapter 17 verse 5, after he, after he finished the work, after, amen, after he was on his way to uh, a Calvary, he said, Father, now that I've finished your work, give me back the glory I had with you from the beginning. Where angels bow down into homage. Uh -huh. Where the living creatures would say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Where demons would flee from him. All power. See, that's the, that's the face of his deity. Mm. Daddy grazes in hell because he told somebody he was God. Mm -hmm. Somebody need to preach it. Gnosticism says he's an angel. Hmm. Yeah. And 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 so you got cults and isms. You got other religions. And saints think that they, well, we don't, we don't want to offend nobody, and I, God bless you. The Bible tells me, and my Bible don't even offer them God's speed. Don't invite them into your house when they come up with another doctrine. If you don't believe that Jesus is who he said he was, all I need to do is give you a track. I, I don't need to make you my friend. I don't need to hang with you. I don't, I don't need to Facebook you. All I need, amen, Jesus is Christ. That he fulfills all the theological arguments for the existence of God. The cosmological argument is an argument in systematic theology for the existence of God. What does that say? Cause and effect. Cause and effect is when God spoke and something happened. Every time God speaks, something happened. The cause brings about an effect. And God said, let there be light. And the Bible says there was light. No, uh, uh, no, nothing ever said, no, God, I'm not doing that. And, and even when he called you, kaleo is the Greek word, when God called you, you didn't make it up in your mind whether you was gone. When God called you, you went. Because he calls with power. He calls with persuasion. Can I get a witness? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get through this thing that he... he he, he, he illustrates the cosmological argument of cause and effect. He illustrates the theological argument of design, the watchmaker. He's got order. The, the, the earth, the universe is orderly. Sun and moon take shifts. Never been late. Never fall out of the sky. He knows the stars by name. Do I have a witness? The ocean never goes past where it's supposed to go. Can I get a witness? God gets all the rivers to go into the ocean, and the ocean never gets full because there is a watchmaker. There is somebody controlling the order of everything. And that's why the psalmist got caught up in Psalm 8. He said, in Psalm 8, he said, Oh, Lord, my Lord. He said, How is it? What is man? That if thou art mindful of him, 
You made the sun, the moon, and the stars. Can I get a witness? And, and, child, and child, child of God, he fulfilled not only the ha, cosmological argument of cause and effects, the theological argument of a, being a watchmaker of order, but the ontological argument that man has a void that only Jesus can fill. You can put all the drugs you want in your body, all the alcohol, all the sex, you're going to be left limped. Only Jesus can satisfy the sin-sick soul. Only Jesus can make you whole in the name of Jesus. Here, here we are. He's infinite. No boundaries. He's uh, Look what it says in verse 4. Look, I'm going to and they shall see his face, the face of deity, the favor of design, the fiat of his decrees, that God is everything he said he was. Thank you, Jesus. And, 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 and so secondly, we see his explicit return. Now, 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 look at verse 7. Here we go again. Behold, I come quickly. And this is Jesus talking. Well, wait a minute. I thought he already came. He did. I thought, I thought, first of all, he already came back. Amen, and took the false prophet and the Antichrist, put him in the lake of fire, and chained up Satan for a thousand years. He did. I thought he let Satan loose, and Satan redeceived the whole world. He did. I thought he threw Satan in the lake of fire. He did. So what is Jesus talking about? I come quickly from John's, listen, from John's perspective of the first century, he's still speaking future. He said, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keep the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now, 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 please understand, because here's why we get all messed up. Uh, John, again, is speaking from the past, amen, recording the prophecy of the future, and yet he's in real time of the present. See, see this is why when you want, want to become a Bible teacher in this church, that pastor got to examine what you believe. You can't be up here just grabbing stuff out of the Bible and listening to every commentary and putting it down as you know. The, the Bible is very explicit in this matter because Peter tells us, and Peter 3, don't turn. Peter said, no, 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 watch this. We, we, we're talking about real time versus prophecy, future time versus past, past time. Peter says that one day with the Lord is a thousand years to us. Meaning Jesus has only been crucified two days. Uh-oh. 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 And, 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 and so when you begin to look at these scriptures, if one day is in the Lord's sight a thousand years of our time, and that means that Jesus was only here two days ago, not 2,000 years ago. And Peter reminds us of this. If God did not, Sister uh, Hicks, spare the angels who sinned but cast them down to hell, Tartarus, 
and delivered them into chains of darkness to be judged and turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to uh, destruction as an example to those who afterward, that's us. Uh, let, let, me, let me stop. In other words, let me consign these demons to hell so Raymond Gordon can get an object lesson. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. That's why right here in Revelation 22, Jesus said, you want to be unjust? Stay unjust. You want to be, you want to be dirty? Stay dirty. Why? Because judgment is coming. Look what he's saying. Ah. That he's saying they're going to, as the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be in ashes to destruction, an example for us who would would live ungodly and especially uh, with uncleanness, despising authority. They are presumptuous, and Jude picks this up, self-willed. They have eyes full of adultery. They cannot cease from sin, meaning they practice this stuff. Now, now let me stop, pause, and part. Nobody saved can practice sin. Romans 6 says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Doesn't it say that? See, we can sin, and we are sinners, aren't we? Now, now y'all going to speak on that, speak on this too. We are sinners. We can't practice sin. We can't sin without breaks. We can't sin as a lifestyle and claim to be saved. Are oh, they getting quiet, Lord? Let me look at the clock and preach. There was a time in my life that I practiced sin. In the morning, I practiced sin. In the afternoon, at night, I practiced sin. Saturday nights, I practiced sin. Sunday mornings, I was practicing sin. Can I get a witness? I went in no church on Sunday mornings. When, when I was in the world, I was finding another way to get high. But when the Lord came into my life, he sent power to break the habit. Won't the Lord break the habit? Won't, 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 won't the Lord make you love things you never loved and dislike things you used to love? Won't, won't, don't, don't the Lord have the power to break the practicing of sin? And I'm sick of these phony pastors and these phony preachers. That's why when they get their butts caught in trouble, everybody's astonished because they gave you the impression all along that they was higher than everybody else. We are nothing more than sinners saved by grace. Do I have a witness? And because you're saved by grace, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, won't allow you to make sin a practicing of life. I got I got I got to get out your way. I got I got to get out your way. Ah, thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Glory. That's why I praise him. I messed up. But compared to where I was, I'm doing good. Shoot. I'm doing good, doc. Can I get a witness? I'm not up here trying to make you buy into something that's unbuyable. I was messed up, Doc. Can I get a witness? 
I had an addictive spirit for sex. I had a, an addictive spirit for the world. I had a, an addictive spirit for having pleasure and having fun. But, but once Jesus came in, he brought some power with him. Can I get a witness? He started breaking things up. Can I get a witness? I got in that yoke with him, and everywhere he turned, I had to turn. Lord, have mercy. Can I get a witness? I start learning of him. Uh, do I have a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God that leads to salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth is a cleansing agent. It shall set you free. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I... Lord, by your power, I don't want to look at the magazines no more. Lord, by your power. <laughs> I love it. 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 Y'all got your religious garb on today. But you know what's beyond, you know, you know what's below your religious garb? Rags. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, being a saint is rags and riches. Do I have a witness? You got the rags, Jesus got the riches. Isn't that right? Can I get a witness? We're almost miserable. We're sinners. We're no good. We're worms. We're dogs. Come on now. We, we're, we're messed up but God. And you who were dead in trespasses and sins, have he now quickened me, made alive? Can I get a witness? But God who's rich in mercy. And even when we mess up and blink at sin, it ain't the same. Driving down the street and you see a pretty girl and you say, I ain't going to look. And then you get weak and look anyhow, it still ain't the same. Because you're still going that way. In the world, you turned around and you were going that way. Can I get a witness? Somebody know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm going to preach. You know why I can preach like this? Because I go home at night. You know why I can preach like this? Because I pay my taxes. You know why I can preach like this? Because my hands are clean. You know why I can preach like this? Because my feet are clean. And my heart is clean. And here's why I can really preach like this. Because ain't none of y'all got nothing on me. Can I get a witness? Therefore, I can preach the hell out of you. I can preach. I can preach. Because I'm not your prostitute. Preachers, be careful when folk get on you. You'll close that book up. Let me preach. Look, look, look at, look at, look at for fourteen fifty. We see his excruciating. <laughs> I love it. Woo! Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Now, 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 check this out. Look at his excruciating repose. Look at verse 1450. Blessed are they. First of all, he identifies himself, verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work. I'm Alpha 
and omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Now, check out this. Blessed are they, verse 14, that do his commandments. Now, stop. Now, hermeneutically, this messed people up. Well, what are his commandments? The ten, he ain't talking about no Ten Commandments. He's talking about one commandment. The commandment is connected to the tree of life where the saints have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. The redemptive part of this symbolizes forgiveness of sins. So once I ask Jesus to come in, believing he took my place at the cross and went to the grave and rose the third day with all power in his hands, I have kept the Lord's commandments. Y'all yes, no, ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. Now, now, don't get me wrong. He's got other principles he wants you to keep. But contextually, he says, they that do his commandments, they that might have a right to the what? You only get a right to the tree of life when you saved. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and may enter in through the gates into the city. Now, now be careful with this because he's dealing with, uh-oh, the indictments. He's dealing with the indicators, but he's also dealing with certain identities. But look what it says in verse 15, for without, outside. Now, now stop. Now stop. Here we go. Here we go. You got preachers that'll tell you, well, outside the gates are these dogs. Really? How can dogs be outside the gates when everybody is in hell that wasn't saved? Let the context be the determining factor. But outside are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murders, idolaters, whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now, what John is referring to, and I, and, I, and I need you to see this, John is saying outside of the ark of safety, outside of salvation, outside of being in the Lamb's book of light, are these people who God have already dealt with in the lake that are no good. Contextually. Giving people the impression you and I are going to be in heaven, streets of gold and gates of pearls and angels flying around and family and saints on, we rejoicing. And then when you peek outside the gates, here's some whole hormongers out there. All right, that ain't in the scripture. You know why people change the word ignorance? Arrogance. They want you to think they got something nobody else has. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it too many times. And we run to these commentaries. You don't even know if the commentators say. And you come bring us stuff right in church, start teaching it. Well, you know, you know what? You better examine that stuff. Do I have a witness? You compare scripture with scripture to get truth. Isn't that right? All right, let me move on. Look, look at verse 16, his identity. I, Jesus, 
have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root Abraham, son of Abraham, the offspring of David, son of David, and the bright morning star, son of God. In other words, and look, look what it says. He moves from the uh, indictments to the, to the indication, to the identity, to the invitation. He says, come, Isaiah 55, 1, come and let him that heareth. Now, I, I don't have time to break all this down, but in Isaiah 1, 18, it says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Now, this invitation of come, Isaiah 55, 1, look, look what he says, let him that heareth, now stop. Let me, how, let me show you how deep the word of God is. Isaiah talked about having ears and hearts of stupor. The only reason we can hear God is because we were saved by God. No man can come unto me unless the Father draw him. Are, are y'all getting this? We listen. See this. See this messes some church folk up because they want you to think they all at the bag of chips. The only ones that can come to Jesus are those that God has already elected. Lord have mercy. Can nobody come to Jesus unless the Father first draw him? And all that the Father have given me. I have lost none, and no man can pluck them out of my hand. Are y'all are getting this picture? You can't even hear God unless you belong to him. You cannot drink of God and know that you're thirsty unless you've been born again. See, I was dealing with the Beatitudes on Wednesday. Y'all need to come out to court. I said, in, in, in the Beatitudes, and the word Beatitude is, uh, is principles for happiness in the king, kingdom principles, what Jesus was saying is, blessed are they, amen, that mourn over their sin. Are you getting this? Yeah, you, you'll get it. Those that know their sinners... And mourn over it. Lord, I want you to heal me. Blessed are those that thirst, hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, 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 he's not talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about your spirit. You know you are broken, fractured, and poor. Lord, I'm no good. I, there's nothing good about me. I'm messed up. I, and, and God, Jesus, Jesus is teaching his disciples on a mountain. That's the Beatitudes. He ain't talking to the crowds. He's saying when you have this attitude of brokenness, God moves in quickly. When you think you all of that and you got your selfies. I went in the store, and this, this girl, she must have been 15, 16, nice-looking girl. She was in the corner, and I, I seen her smiling and laughing as she talking to herself. She had her phone like this. I said, you got to be kidding me. Reminds me when I used to go to the barbershop. And them young boys come in. And the guy cut their hair, and the guy said, I'm through, and he take, he brush them off and take the thing off him, and the guy get the mirror, and he going like this. 
And I'm sitting there saying, what is he looking at? He's about as ugly as the day is long. What, what in the world is he looking at? First, first of all, what is he looking at? The mirror, the mirror is getting ready to crack. Lord, have mercy. Leave that one alone. Next time you take a selfie, say, Pastor said, what am I looking at? Now, now check this out. Let him take the water of life. How much does it cost you? Freely. Salvation don't cost you nothing. But it costs him everything. Can I get a witness? Salvation is free. It's free from the hand of God. It's free from the heart of God. It's free from the head of God. That's why hell going to be so hot. Because God didn't ask you to do 50 push-ups. God didn't ask you, amen, to join a gym and, and lift weights and run every day. God just told you to believe. Didn't he say that? That when you look to the hills, when you look up, believe. As the serpent was in the wilderness and all Israel who believed were spared, God wants you to look at that cross and believe. I testify, verse 18, that he that heareth the words of this prophecy of this book, it is, if any man shall add anything, I'm going to add the plagues, chapter 6 to 19. If any man shall take away from the words of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. Now, let me tell you why this language is so drastic, because people who are truly saved are not trying to change the word. The word of God is infallible. The word of God is irrefutable. The word of God is without mistake. Can I get a witness? The word of God is God breathed. It came right out of God's mouth. And if God said it, we believe it. And as crazy as it may seem, if God said it, we believe it. We stand on it. We defend it. We bless his name for it. We don't falsify. We don't mitigate. We don't alter. We don't misinterpret it. Can I get a witness? God is God. I don't always like everything God says in his word. I don't all, I haven't always embraced the word as something I liked. Do I have a witness? God says some things in his word that we may, uh, I don't know about that one. Can I get a witness? But the Holy Spirit overwhelms us with his presence and his peace. The Holy Spirit gives us faith. Doesn't he give us faith? The Holy Spirit lets us know it's going to be all right. If God, whatever God said, that's it. It's final. It's an amen. It's finished. Can I get a witness? God is too wise to make a mistake. So Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And when you get to them crossroads and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways. See, we leave that one out of the verse. In every way, acknowledge him. And he will bring it to pass. He'll bring your righteousness as the noonday. Can I get a witness? When you look at those promises, those promises are always predicated on obedience and faith. Can I get a witness? Uh, yeah, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Well, 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 well boy, girl, you've been praying and the Lord has not done anything. But they that wait, 
upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. He will mount them up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. Can I get a witness? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that's working in you. Can I get a witness? Child of God, and we know that all things are working together for the good, for them that love the Lord and them that are called according to his purpose. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Jesus, Son of God, God the Son, Jesus, Alpha and Omega, Jesus, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, Almighty Son of Man, who was dead, but behold, he's alive forevermore, the Son of God. He's holy. He's the Amen. He's the faithful. He's the true witness. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lamb of the throne. He's the Messiah who will reign forever and ever and ever <laughs> and ever and ever. Hey, can I get a witness? Look how John closes this book out. We're going to be all right. I come to tell you, everything's going to be all right. God has already worked out your plan before you had the plan. God has already dealt with your problems before you knew you had a problem. Can I get a witness? See, I'm a witness that God is before us and God is behind us, and God is beside us, and God is over us, and that's why we praise God, because God is working on our behalf, and every circumstance, every situation, God has installed, and he's using it to his glory and for our good. Can I get a witness? Well, I don't know why I grew up like this. I've been to, I've been to hell and back since I, amen, been this age. And, and you got to keep on looking at this picture. You can't cut off the TV midstream. You can't cut it off when a commercial comes up because God will take a commercial. It's called a station identification. Just when we get comfortable, God breaks in. And he wants you to know who the sponsor is. He wants you to know it's not by power, not by might, but it's by my spirit. Can I get a witness? God wants you to know the program belongs to him. And the reason he's going to bring you out because he wants you to shout. He wants you to praise him. He wants you to be a witness. He wants you to tell somebody else that the Lord never fails. Can I get a witness? He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. He's an on-time God. And God wants you to talk in the affirmative. He does not want you to talk in the speculative. He wants you to talk in the affirmative. He don't want no saints walking around saying, I hope he comes through. He wants you to say, I know he's coming through. Can I get a witness? And we know when this earthly house shall dissolve, I have another building eternal in the heavens. Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God. Jesus is my joy. Jesus is my hope. Jesus is my God. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my amen. Jesus is my alpha. Jesus is my omega. Jesus has already dealt with my problem. Jesus has my children in his hands. Can I get a witness? Jesus has my marriage in his hands. Jesus has my ministry in his hands. Jesus got my mindset in his hands. Can I get a witness? 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord will give you courage. Won't he give you courage? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord will raise you up. Turn you around. Plant your feet on the solid ground. And the next time you're going through something, ask the Lord to put scripture on your heart. It doesn't have to be a whole lot of scripture. It can just be one verse. The Lord is my shepherd. Can I get a witness? He is my high tower. He is my strength. He is my fortitude. He is my hope. I'm going to go to sleep, but I'm waking up praising his name. Can I get a witness? Any good? Any good? Any good? In the Lord good. He's so good that the songwriter said, Oh, taste, oh, taste, oh, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Just stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's got his reward in his hands. He knows the way that I take. He knows everything about us. He wants us to trust him with a childlike faith, a faith that needs no proof, a faith that is action-oriented. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried and rose again, just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Is there one you want to be born again? You want your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church. Is there one? We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Come on, baby. Come on. Thank you. Come on, baby. Come on. Praise you. Is there one? Come on, baby. Come on. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Step on out. Is there another? Love to have you. You want to give your life to Christ. You you need you need to belong to a church whose teaching and preaching.